So top three among Sebastians that you've raced with. <laughs> Toro Rosso's least worst option. <laughs> and, a, and a ballet dad. Sebastian Bourdais, if you could describe this dinner we just had in one word, what would it be? Passion. Why passion? Because we just talked about racing, and that's, and that's our common passion. Can you say it in French? Passion. I, I can, yes, all right. Okay. I speak French, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, there are false friends. Yeah, it's real quick. Just translate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Completely say this. Say this. Yeah, it's the yeah, same that's that in what English. Yeah, yeah, say that to the police guy. Yeah, right. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm Ryan Eversley. I am Sean Heckman. And we are driving up to Atlanta from Hilton Head, where we just spent some time with fans at the Grand Motoring Film Festival. We did. We showed one of our episodes, which is available right now on Motor Trend or on our YouTube channel. Yes. But we're not doing Motor Trend stuff right now. We are doing podcast stuff right now. But we are still talking about IndyCar racing. You know why, Ryan Eversley? Because we know how to get to IndyCar drivers. We do, especially if we go to St. Petersburg, Florida, because that's is the current residence of sports car and IndyCar and general road racing legend, Sebastian Bourdais. Sebastian Bourdais is uh, obviously a pretty household name in sports car racing by this point. He's obviously done Formula One and IndyCar, so to our NASCAR fans who might not know who he is, you're gonna learn all about him today. Yeah, just to go over some of his quick stats, he won four IndyCar titles, I believe consecutively. He's won at Le Mans, he's a winner in IMSA, he was the F3000 champion. He's about as good as they get. Yeah, no, I mean, if you look at the stats on Sebastian Bourdais, there is no doubt he's one of the best that we'll ever see. And he lives in St. Petersburg, Florida, where they have lots and lots and lots of good restaurants, including a place called Il Ritorno, I'm sure I'm butchering that, uh, over in St. Petersburg, and that's a, a truly fantastic little Italian place. And uh, what'd you have, Ryan? I believe I had the ravioli. Did you? You had the ravioli? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm serious. I think yeah. I did. Yeah. And they absolutely made me a chicken sandwich at the Italian restaurant. Well, it was a chicken parm sandwich, right? Yes. That's still a chicken sandwich. That counts. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I ate. Yeah. Here are some things you're going to hear about with Sebastian Bourdais. Do-it-yourself interior decorating with Sebastian Bourdais himself. Uh, learning that your factory LMP1 program was shut down by an e-blast. And we also get Sebastian's take on his long-standing rivalry with Paul Tracy. But hey, Ryan. Yes, Sean. Do you know how we actually got I St. Peter's? I sure Florida? do. Oh, I, really? Yeah. yeah. We yeah. got there on these uh, safe, quiet, and reliable Continental Tires. The, I'm not being funny. How can I not remember this? The smart choice the in smart, tires. The smart choice in tires. With questionable choices in podcasts. Hey, speaking of questionable choices, thanks, fans. Uh, your tagging, your mentioning of Continental, everything that you do to let them know how much you appreciate it, this show being on the road is what keeps us on the road. So uh, keep that up. That's what leads to such fantastic moments as the next two-parter with Sebastian Bourdain. Who drove us there? Hey guys, thanks for coming by. You know I live in part-time in St. Pete and full-time in Paul Tracy's head. Oh my God. I should have read this one before I read that. Uh-huh. Sea bass. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two.
Hey, hey, man. Yeah. Hey, how are you? It's good to see you, dude. Hey, Sean. Nice to see you, man. Take a yeah, seat. Hop a seat. Yeah. We got we to gotta let you in on something. Yeah, here. here. So, put, put that on so you can hear yeah. us better. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you come here often? Uh, Sounds like I'm picking up on you. But um, have you seen Waiter Bo Barfield? No. Oh, Bo Barfield's yeah. working here. Bo Barfield, or at least yeah. his like, older brother. Oh, here he is. Yeah. So, so <laughs> do you see it? See? Can you right? see it? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely. Okay, okay, we're not alone here. Yeah, yeah okay. all right, good. Okay. Now we were literally just describing like people we know that look vaguely like the waiters, <laughs> and then you walked up. Yeah, sorry. I was like, oh hey, I've made hey. you wait 24 no, minutes. No, no, it's, it's already good. gone off track. It's all That's good. All right. Yeah, it's all good. So Sean had a good point. You you were in traffic, but don't you live like right here? Yeah, I live right here, but I gotta go pick up my daughter in Tampa. We, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, at yeah. the conservatory, and like for whatever stupid reason, they were like ten minutes late yeah. on their way out, and then traffic was just okay. abysmal. Yeah, that we we guessed it was dad duty. Yeah, yeah. Now is she doing ballet? Is that, is that yeah, the thing? She's at the conservatory. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's her. Is that her thing? It's been her thing for a long time yeah. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's yeah. started dancing. She was like four years old or something, and then that's all she wants to do. So. We tr- we try to keep her on track on the we school, but yeah, all she wants but to do ultimately yeah. all she wants to go. Yeah. No, she's nice. a pretty good student, but like she doesn't care for anything else than dance. Sure, sure, yeah. So. Well, how are you as a kid like that? Oh, I cared about this motorized vehicles, yeah, right. whether they're at two, yeah. four, three wheels, yeah. whatever. So yeah. yeah, yeah, makes sense. So you know what you're looking at then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's such a tough world. Sure, like, like dancing is way cheaper than karting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. although, like, she goes through point shoes like you go through toothpicks, you sure, know, it's sure, like, yeah. man, it, and those things are like 120 bucks a pop, but... Yeah, still <laughs> cheaper than tires. Yeah, but still yeah. Yeah. cheaper than racing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is yeah. for sure. You're just not going to get a sponsor, though, that's the only thing. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, well, she's got <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah you're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. cool, uh, thanks for uh, having me, that's a uh, cool... No, uh, do you have any idea what this is? Yeah, I mean, I've I've watched a couple and like you know okay. seen seen the the format. So okay, yeah, I mean okay. There's that. Yeah, there is no format. Like it's just gonna be us. <laughs> no, this it's is just it. Us this is it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You walked into it as we were as, uh, yeah, pointing as we're out. Looking at Waiter Barfield. Uh, so, so you actually individually reached back out to Sean. Yeah. And we were really curious about that, like how that how that no, went down. Normally everything goes through the PR, and no, you were like, I, I mean, we'll. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> PRs in the middle of something that you're gonna have to make the decision anyways. It's like, well, either it's like <laughs> it's shake at hands. some point, you yeah. know, if if they had co- coordinate yeah. everything and say, hey, here's what you're gonna be be doing and when you're gonna be doing it. Yeah. Okay. Right. I don't need to be involved. But if I'm gonna be the one deciding like where we're gonna have dinner and what yeah. time and yeah. what day, and yeah. then I might as well just like go straight with you and 100% yeah. agree. So, so yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's me in general. Like I, I don't I don't like to make people work for stuff that I can do myself. So. Well, it sounds like you can't not be in control of things you're doing. No, no, it's not true. Are you sure? Uh, okay, we have some sources. <laughs> yeah, we. This is this isn't our our just we, our. We ask yeah. some people. Yeah. I, I like I like to be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. You know, it's just like if if I feel like I can do a good job at something and like just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't like to watch people work. So sure, sure. How, so. how is your house right now? Uh, work in progress. Well, I mean, like, is it is it like spotless clean? Oh, you mean the house we're living in? Yes, right yes, now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or are you building I'm a new one? Well, yes. yeah, well that's uh, yeah. we know about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we got some intel. Yeah, but no, it's it's uh, I'm I'm an absolute maniac with like yeah, like stuff needs to be clean. Like, are you looking at this table right now and wanting to rearrange things? No, it's okay. Okay, it's okay, all right. Like, they do a good yeah. job here. Yeah, like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but like, yeah, if I sit at the table that's like being just like 
white with a wet cloth and it's just you know, still wet, that drives me crazy. Okay. That's the kind of thing. It's like if, if there is a very shiny granite and it's got like fingerprints all over sure. it, pro you'll probably see me just How like... How do you do it? Most of the racetracks we go to then. Yeah. Close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, how about just like cockpit particularities? Like, yeah. are, are you like, I do not like that switch there. I mm. want this here. Mm, or not so much about arrangements of things, but like just cleanliness, like... like <laughs> Windscreen, yeah. Like if the if I get in the car and the windscreen is filthy, that sure. just drives me crazy. What about like if you see like a layer of dust like on the, on the dash or like on the floor? If the or something? car is unloaded like that, yeah. And you start the weekend like that, it kind of pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you've been racing for yeah. three hours, yeah. it's different. Yeah. But like when when you know it, it it should be clean. Uh -huh. yeah. Right. So when you talk about a windshield, you're talking about like starting practice or something like that, not midway through a race if it's dirty or yeah. after a yeah. session I mean, or something yeah. what we do is inherently dirty so yeah. so we um we have some anonymous sources but so your your new house is a project yeah, yeah well it's it's hopefully it's it's now really close but okay the, but uh who's building it um depends who you ask <laughs> according to uh, a few sources yeah uh, uh ranger van de Zand was the first one to throw you under the bus and yeah. say that you're building a house on your own by no. yourself no, I've, I've, it was always like we we were trying to be cost effective, and it w we were always trying to, yeah, to basically, we had a builder and like all of the heavy lifting, you know, like the structure, drywall, you know, framing, and was done, you know, by the contractors, and then you know we, we always knew that I'd be doing the the pavers on on the um, entertainment uh, place with my dad because that's. He's really good at it, mm -hmm. and, and I, you know, you save a boatload of money sure, on that. Sure, sure. And then, you know, I'm not painting that, like, that <laughs> good. Yeah, have someone else <laughs> do that. But, like, yeah. you know, we we put a bunch of uh, of uh, uh, vinyl boards, like, in the bathrooms mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's, like, we did that with my wife. Yeah. And then I did all the tile with my dad on one, and then I did it on my own the rest. Okay. We put the staircase in with my dad. We did all the pavers. We I put the kitchens in. Because so we have another anonym, anonymous source. His name is, uh, we'll call him Greg <laughs> Hampson. And uh, he, uh, we were told that there is no contractor detailed enough to make you happy. Yeah, and I'm, that you I'm, almost I'm, end up doing everything yourself because you're just like, I could just do this better. It's, it's not just that. Like it's, like it's how hard it is to get people to show up. It's the money that you end up spending for sometimes a very poor job. And, and the fact that, honestly, I'm not super, super busy either right now. And, you know, it's like I can, like, I'm still waiting on stuff to be finished from the contractor, which anyways is going to be, yeah, so I'm pretty much done with all the the, the bathrooms, all of <laughs> the projects that were on my list. And we're just basically Wow, so you're just in there doing yourself. Yeah. Doing so, you know, I could, I could, I ended up, like, picking a lot more tabs just because, well, I mean, might as well, rather than paying people that I... You know, can do stuff my own, on my own. Like we probably saved one hundred and fifty thousand dollars just, you know, just yeah. by doing things. So it's not not a bad thing either. And and then, you know, if I don't like it, then I can only blame myself, which yeah. is okay yeah. too. <laughs> Say that now. <laughs> <laughs> like what, idiot? Oh, yeah, right. that was me. Yeah. I, I did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so are you, do you have a tool belt? No, I do not. Oh, I man. wish I probably should though, because I keep looking for my tools. Sure, after the sure, but. I'm not professional enough to kind of earn that. What about jean shorts? Uh, yeah, I have, I have one pair of that. Okay, okay. That's kind of a, yeah. you're going to live here. 
in Florida? You kind of have to have denim shorts. <laughs> That's the only way. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you said your your dad's doing some of this too, so he's out here. He came, he came a couple times, and then we uh, so he he's um, he used to be in the marble, stone, granite okay. business. So okay. he's he's you know he wasn't the one installing it, but he's he's done enough. He's built our first house and sure. did a lot of the second one and the one after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is he is he based on stateside or is he? No, no, no. He's yeah. he's, uh, he's in France. Okay. He's in France. So when when he comes, he just like you know spends a couple of weeks and. Right. Last time we uh, we knocked quite a bit out. So sure. Sure. There was, he's very handy. So it, it it comes very handy, right? Sure. And he's sure. still because how old is he now? Is uh, 68. Okay. Okay. Huh. But he's still very much. He can. He can do all the stuff. Himself oh yeah. No. He's. Guy. He's. And and he's. He's pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. No. I mean, there's no. Uh, I can actually. I can actually show you what. It. It was a lot more square feet than I thought initially. Is that your cell phone? Yeah. How old is that phone? Is that an is that an iPhone? It's a Pixel Three. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I thought it was an iPhone. It has, but the, it's pretty old. I would say it's got that headphone jack in the top. I was like, what? No, 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 no. It's oh, just is it a, just the case? Just li- literally just a like a. Okay. I, I thought it's it like was a like needle yeah. kind of thing. Oh, I was like, oh my god, that's like a twelve-year-old phone. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Like, this guy is saving money. I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. I mean, I I can't be. You know, I'm trying to be sensible. Obviously, you never know when retirement's coming. But, sure, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say there's a name that's gonna come up a lot tonight, so we'll just go ahead and get there early. But Paul Tracy, you guys couldn't be more opposite in terms of financial well, awareness. In terms of everything, but I mean, we. <laughs> but yeah. I got a lot of respect for him. Yeah, for like, sure. So that yeah, that's the that's oh, cool. the entertainment. Oh, wow. I like nice the pool. Job, yeah, that looks great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then we ended up putting that staircase in. Oh wow! So. And did you do this? Yeah, well, I mean, I ordered it. It was through a, a company uh, actually out of Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Winded up, uh, but they don't. They just make the stuff. Yeah, and you got to put it all it. together. And then they didn't really have like strong recommendations on who should install it. So I was like, well, I know a guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that was that was yeah. my dad and yeah. I just like putting those massive oh, beams. Oh, nice! Yeah, wow. a big frame in there. Yeah, yeah look at that. So, uh, like when that one fell in and it was bang on, I was like, oh, <laughs> I can yeah. do this. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, And it was like the gap between the the walls and stuff yeah. was like constant and yeah. I was like okay how high are those yeah. ceilings those look like 20 feet uh, I was actually hanging lights at 27 feet up yeah. in the oh, air yeah, that's awesome, the other day yeah. Yeah. no so way that can go wrong yeah no I mean <laughs> my wife wasn't too happy with me but she was the one who had the idea to actually do that project I was sure. like well you can't have it both ways like yeah. someone's gonna have to go up there right. and I can guarantee you that the electrician isn't gonna do yeah, that yeah, yeah. oh those oh, look great wow, yeah. so, oh, that's that's awesome. so we saw that at the Marriott she saw that at yeah. the Marriott yeah. and yeah. she was like yeah, I really kind of want to replicate that sure. I'm like how many do you want to put up there she's like I don't know eight nine I'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that yeah that was my yeah. dad and I just like banging <laughs> a freaking ladder wow. on top yeah. of scaffolding yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. So yeah. underneath that, I was going to say, yeah. that must be yeah. a huge ladder. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing yeah. is you don't need your body for your Yeah, body. if you break you an know? ankle, it's not yeah. the yeah, end it's of the se- season deal. or anything. Yeah, yeah. No. I knew, I yeah. knew I should have put a hook up there with like a yeah, rope sort of and just like yeah. winch myself yeah. up but yeah the hook just got left out and then after <laughs> that it just went down the all right so right. Your, your wife clara is she um is she the real designer and she, you're just yeah, the worker she, she's uh yeah she, she's mostly in charge of like you know how what things you are have gonna to be yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty yeah. much yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean you know pick your fights 
and she's got <laughs> and she's got good ideas. Yeah, so for sure. For was, sure. Yeah, it's gonna be a cool house, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time coming. Like we started thinking about it. Like we bought the lot just before COVID, and then you know started thinking about design ideas and stuff for about a year. Uh, then you know with permitting and whatnot, yeah, and, and now it's it's. Right. Well, a year and a half into it now, yeah. so it's it's time but this for is it to be to like stop. the long-term house. Like this is where the kids are. Well, gonna I don't know. I mean, last time, I mean, the kids are 13 and 16 now. Yeah, so okay. I mean, yeah. the 16-year-old yeah. yeah. might be there for six months yeah. and get out. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, if you're lucky, you yeah. never yeah. know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, last time we built a big house that was going to be the forever house in Le Mans. Yeah. Peugeot folded and <laughs> we came back here. So I <laughs> yeah. don't know. I Maybe you. something bad's about to happen. Yeah. I hope not. Well, okay, so. L- l- why, why here? I mean, you came over here. Your first IndyCar race was here. Champ mm-hmm. car, I guess we'd call it, but it's all the same to us. Um, did you immediately fall in love with the place, or was it just... Yeah, I mean, we came over from Miami, obviously, over the Skyway, and yeah. then I was like, man, this place is pretty awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, coincidence, Claire got a full scholarship to study at USF. Okay. Um, and then, you know, we settled down there, and then... never. I mean, obviously, we, we traveled during the first sure. couple of years, you know, in, in, in Champ cars and stuff, and... We, we looked at Denver, but it was just not as convenient, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with Europe and stuff. Um, and, yeah, we just kind of fell in love with the area and just found a house on the water, which we sold a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. And, and now, you know, Claire wants to be a bit more central and walk to downtown and yeah. stuff. And yeah. she was a bit tired of, like, like once you're on the water in Shore Acres or anything, like, anything you want to do, it's you like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and, and yeah. she wanted to be able to walk. And, and so we just found something before the, all the lots went away and yeah right yeah. so that was that yeah. was good yeah because <laughs> like right now to find this empty lot and bill is just like stupid money yeah yeah well and and it's almost just impossible. almost nothing yeah, just right from right an availability yeah. standpoint yeah. 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 So. yeah yeah so what i keep hearing is claire wanted to is she the boss <laughs> uh i don't i'm i'm not like set on something in particular yeah, okay. and then do you have a hard out or anything that's how you look at your watch do you yeah, have time you have to be out of here no 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 okay, no, no. Okay. it's just like someone was calling me yeah, and it just like yeah. pops on my watch which yeah. is a stupid watch but it's <laughs> at least my phone doesn't have to uh <laughs> my phone doesn't have to ring which i yeah, very no, much enjoy that thing yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. i can't so. wait for that thing to break actually but it won't quit on me so for you to buy a new device, the other one has to break. No. You're doing your own construction your you're home. Doing your, your, your phone is, is, is 12 years old. Yeah, so People you, are going to yeah. think, this guy is such a tight ass. Yeah. It's just so bad. Uh, yeah. We're paying for dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. No wonder he's doing yeah, this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, um, I'm in. Actually, my wife is really pissed right now because I had the sponsored dinner at, at Texas de Brazil last night, and then I'm coming here tonight. Look and she likes guy. both places. And, yeah, yeah. You know. So... There's not, I mean, so like if you go to Miami, there's a whole kind of racing community that lives out there. Tons of Brazilians, you know, obviously Indy, Charlotte. There's not much out here, but I get the impression for you that's probably not a big deal. No, no, yeah. it's not. And honestly, like I, I would just like the laid back kind of atmosphere, very open. I mean, it's obviously, you know, very artsy, foody. It's it's becoming more and more the little Austin, I sure, feel. Sure, sure. And it's it's really cool. I mean, yeah. we we love the place because it kind of had that little vibe, uh-huh. but it's just growing into more of it sure. and, and more diverse and and more yeah more more cool things to do. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we very much enjoy it here. And yeah. it's funny because like there's a lot of people that just kind of ask you, you know, where would you live if it wasn't here? And and every time I just kind of just come back here. Like it yeah. just never like I I don't know yeah. if I feel really comfortable just living anywhere else sure. than here in the US so I mean there's plenty of places but like 
I just don't find anything wrong with it other than it's getting <laughs> a little crowded. Too many people. <laughs> Too many people. I get it. Especially, I totally get it. Especially during the winter. But you know, yeah. yeah, right, right. It's all right. When he called uh, stuck in traffic, the first thing he did was mother all the snowbirds yeah. that were out here. Like, you can't wait for yeah. the old people to go back up north. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I, I it's, it's the drawback. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, obviously it's yeah. great for the economy, but it, sure. it does suck yeah. for traffic. Like, but it makes you the youngest person anywhere you go. You know, we do commute all the time right now because yeah. Emma, like, you got to go pick her up and yeah. drop her off. And, and so, so every day she's going to this dance conservatory? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So, so is that uh, her school? Well, she she does online school, okay. and then and then she dances there from like anywhere from one to nine p.m. depending oh, on the day. So yeah, yeah, gosh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so actually, really enjoyed the days that she finishes at eight or nine p.m. because there's no traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's easy peasy. <laughs> yeah, it seems like this is a pretty pretty. Low-key, chill place, a lot of cool stuff, nice restaurants, stuff like that. There's a little race, you know, in March well, I was gonna say, February. How is it for you having done so well at St. Pete, living in St. Pete, but not racing in St. Pete? Uh, it's weird. Like, yeah. I didn't go to the track on Friday, really? Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I... It's awkward because, like, you show up there and then, you know, fans inevitably, like, hey, good luck this weekend. Yeah, sorry, like, oh, I'm yeah. racing. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? I totally and, I, and yeah. you know, I guess I've... Just been around racetrack for a long time now, sure. and, and you know, being out of the track for me is still so awkward when I'm not racing. Yeah, right. Yeah, that it just I don't know. Maybe one day it will change. I hope so because I I do enjoy it, but right. I I don't know. Well, you're still going enough that a weekend home is probably pretty nice. That's the thing. So, and and yeah. honestly, I mean, I watched you know all the practices and and all you know the race and everything on TV, which you see probably better than on site. You know, unfortunately. Uh, and you know, and they do a great job and stuff. But yeah, so there was the the charity that we ran with Scout for Kids uh, for the hospital. Oh right, um, and, and that's uh, a big. So every every year there is this. What is what's the official name of the event? Cart for Kids. Cart for Kids, and this is a big thing that happens every year. I mean, it's yeah. it's been featured on like the Racer website a couple yeah. times. But yeah, Marshall's made a couple of of, of uh, features on it, and then so there's basically that pro arm race that that we usually run. The Wednesday uh, before the race yeah. uh, at Anderson uh, Race Park. Yeah. Looks uh, like a little go-kart track mm-hmm. out here. Yeah. Palmetto. Yep. And then uh, with Dan Anderson. And uh, we have an auction and sponsors. And, you know, and, you know the cool thing is obviously Kim and, and uh, Green and, and uh, Kevin Savory all give us the opportunity to auction some rides. So mm-hmm. we get a couple of cars. and then For the two-seater IndyCar? No, for, oh, for just GTs. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And Mario yeah. actually came this year oh, and wow, helped me out awesome. give rides and, yeah. and everything. So we raised a bunch of money and yeah. um, it was really cool. That's awesome. So, so I was there Thursday after the event doing the rides with Mario. Yeah. And uh, and then that was, I just kind of went through the paddock, said hi to everybody. And sure. <laughs> yeah. Off you go. Yeah, no more. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So young Sebastian Bourdais. So your dad was a racer mm-hmm. himself. I mean, he race at Le Mans when you're out here racing um, so where did I assume this is a dad thing but where did all this come from um, my dad was racing before I was born he wanted to race motorcycles his dad never did uh, I say that because it has some importance to what happens next so he was doing hill climbs and gym canners and stuff yeah and then the second Jim Connor mm-hmm. reference in two days. Mm-hmm. We haven't had one autocross, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so he stopped to build a house when I was born. Yeah. So for a year and a half. This is a, this <laughs> is a theme. This is a theme yeah. very early on. Yeah. We didn't have any, we didn't really have any what, money. You, you have to understand my dad, Patrick. Okay. But like, 
my dad and even more my mom don't come from any money at all. So basically my dad left, he's from uh, Brittany and uh, he left at 15 and went working. Um, went working, did some night classes and stuff, so he ended up being uh, um, in the industrial drawings and arts mm-hmm. and stuff. So he took some night classes on that, so he ended up working for a chimney company and like basically he was the only employee in the thing. He was drawing and then building the thing on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, that was his, his start and um, he made enough money, he bought himself a car, uh, started racing a bit, stopped, built our house in, in the countryside and then, uh, and then basically started racing again and started racing on, on tracks like the Renault Cups and... Sure. But well, was he always doing everything himself? Just... That's no, no. Then, then he started to make more money. He was like, you know, he was he was uh, very handy, and and he's also pretty darn smart because he's pretty much self-taught on everything, and and uh, he ended up, you know, from being like making the drawings to being the number two in in the pretty large company that he started with at 16 years old. So, um, so yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And then, uh, but obviously, he wanted to race motorcycles, and then you know, he was he felt he probably was too too old for that to start at that point and probably also maybe that he thought if I race motorcycles I'll probably end up killing myself yeah well and you're, when you when you're the boss of other people getting hurt is kind of a thing and so and so but the thing is because he wanted to do that and and he never got the, the opportunity then when I turned three I got a motorcycle that's ah, why it's, okay it's, okay kind of came back around you will live my dream you will have the opportunity I did not have okay <laughs> Yeah. You're like, I don't want to. Yes, you do. Yeah. 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 So you don't even remember a life before racing? If you Not really. Three, Honestly, yeah. like, it, it's, yeah, for as long as I can remember, uh, yeah. I was on a motorcycle or on an ATV or something. Yeah. Being born in Lamar and raised in, in, in that area, was it immediately like, sports cars, I want to do this? No, it really was just really? my dad racing, me growing up on the racetrack. Yeah. That's how the whole thing just kind of got going and then obviously we lived five minutes from Mulsan so we're very close to the go-kart track so when we started you know doing go-kart when I was 10 very convenient you know it was 15 minute drive to to get there well I think most people assume that because you're from Lamar this was like a guarantee but it sounds like if your dad wasn't really into it you might just I mean, be building houses. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty <laughs> yeah. of uh, there's plenty of people who obviously uh, are born in Le Mans. And yeah, and don't race, they don't yeah. all turn into racers, <laughs> just like in Indy. You know? They yeah. all saw marble. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, they um, all have a French accent. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. yeah so that's that's that part too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they eat riet and uh, <laughs> they wear like a beret. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's very much of a caricature. Okay. Is everything black and white there except for balloons? Yeah. Do you come out smoking a cigarette like in a really cool way? No, okay. I do not. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. All right. That's smart. Bad for you. But it looks cool. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, at what point is this a career versus just something you're doing for fun as a kid? I'm very much of a kind of a realistic person. Yeah. So it kind of goes in and in. Like until I kind of prove myself and get myself in a position that it's possible, I, I don't really spend time on, on dreaming about things that, you know, are not a possibility. So it's really kind of when I won the F3 championship. That's it took that long before yeah. you were like, this is what I actually want yeah. to do. Wow. I mean, I, I love doing what I did, but like for me, like that's kind of the turning point as of like, 
Yeah, okay. Now I, I could probably make you know, a living out of that, and that'd be pretty cool. So when you first got started, what was your funding source? Uh, friends. Yeah. Friends of friends. Because like, from, from what you're describing with your dad, I mean, it sounded like he was doing okay, but this doesn't sound like it was F3000 kind of money. No. So what, no, I mean, uh, we, we had, we know, you know, like donors or, you know, benefactors or whatever, but like, like most everybody else had, you know, at the beginning, unless you come from money, which, you know, really wasn't the point. And then, you know, it's also the reason why we ended up starting the way we did, because Elf was paying for half of the seasons. So that made it possible for us and for me, because well, no way. Right. So this, this LaFillier club or whatever this program was, that helped get started. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of kind of monkey as time went on. Yeah, because the structure changed. So you're, since you're so pragmatic, what uh, what was what was the career going to be if raising didn't happen? I wanted to be a physio. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Okay. That was very uh, very interesting in the particular field. No, just like initially, like you know, being uh, understanding the body and and yeah. you know treating the the muscle and like, sure. But you wouldn't want to be like a soccer physio or a racing physio just to. I mean that this you know something after that that you can obviously you know try and get yourself into but yeah I was just interested in in the, the science around the body you know kinematics I would say you don't strike me so far as somebody that really cares about cars as much as competition like I had questions about certain cars you drove I'm not but, a car guy but now I'm starting to get the vibe that you're like you just like to compete I wouldn't even say compete okay I I love driving the cars so being good at something yeah, is just what like drives you. Yeah, just like yeah. in the interaction with the machine, mm-hmm. and like, and yeah. that was for me that Getting was always the, the drive. Yeah. You know, it's like whether it was my you know PW you know fifty or mm-hmm. yeah. the go kart or whatever car yeah. I drive. Yeah. It's just to get that connection with the the machine mm-hmm. and just feel like you're in control, which Getting is o- always a bit of an illusion, but <laughs> to a certain <laughs> point. But mm-hmm. like that, that is what you yeah. know drives me. Like just mm-hmm. to understand how I can, you know get myself to utilize that and, and that almost sounds like somewhere between competition but also the science side of it yeah that maybe you know yeah, so just, like i mean I, I, I i'm i'm a pretty yeah engineering background yeah, based on so based on craig i'd say you're pretty analytical from what he describes yeah but, I, I i love to understand like i i hate to not understand what's going on like that is for sure like if i if i can't you know figure out what's happening and why it's happening that that drives me a bit i insane. don't see how you and paul are so opposite well, I, <laughs> like, nothing about yeah. this makes yeah sense. no paul tracy says the same thing yeah right. um no but i was i was still i was still like very involved and and interested yeah but i don't consider myself a car guy sure you know yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know the yeah. the intricacies of like yeah. how engines work and like you mm-hmm. know the, the like you know what that spec yeah. is compared to that spec oh. and um well, ultimately, something like that is more to do with what's in tune with what you're driving. Yeah. So the suspension components yeah. or power curve yeah. might have something to do with it. Trying to understand, you know, yeah. like, obviously how the suspension works mm-hmm. and, like, you know, how you can try and understand it better so you can understand, period, how the car functions yeah. so you can describe something better mm-hmm. to an engineer. That Yeah, right. Okay, that, yeah. That, that makes sense. So then how do you, at the, at the level that you perform at, how do you accept not being able to understand something? I mean, if I'm too dumb to not understand that, then that's You're just the dumb. way it is. You are no, not no, but dumb. what I'm, I'm saying, not, I'm like you, 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 have, you have your own limitations to sure. what you can understand sure. and what you can't understand. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll spend a fair amount of time trying to figure out and, yeah. and, and uh, maybe a bit less so now because it, 
there's just so many people in the background that you know you can't make that much of a difference on sure that. sure yeah but like you right. know early on when it's like very much you the engineer and maybe another guy right and, and like it's you three you could be you the know? one that helps find <laughs> exactly. it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but uh i i like I, I like sports in general yeah i just physically wasn't very good at anything in particular like i, I wasn't terrible but I, i wasn't like any kind of standout that you know you would mm -hmm. make a kind of any kind of living out of or have any aspirations to make it a career so um yeah it was pretty good that racing was a good thing for mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. you have brothers or sisters mm -mm. okay i'll let you child yeah Does that make it hard having two kids? Understanding yes. the dynamics? Yes. I mean, now obviously they're older, but initially both, we're both only child. Yeah. Claire too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, for us to have two was a bit of a foreign concept. Interesting. Which was, okay. <laughs> you know, which is still sometimes a little bit like, oh, well, kind of glad we're only child. But <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So but most times it's actually really cool. Yeah. Now is that in the sense of like, is like Alex always jealous of Emma or... or I mean, there's always going to be some picking between, you know, brothers and sisters. Sure. I mean, thankfully, they have a really good relationship, but sometimes you just kind of laugh it, at it. Because they're three years gap, is that what you said? Yeah. That's like the perfect gap to dislike each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's exactly yeah, what exactly. my brother and I yeah. are. Like, that's, yeah. that's the perfect gap because, like, is she like a senior when he's a freshman kind of thing in yeah. school? Yeah. Well, she's, he's honestly very yeah. lucky that she's very patient. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> What's he into now? Uh, so... We were obviously like Claire was running track yeah. 400 hour hurdles yeah because she was a big time track star uh, and she was French junior champion yeah. you know so yeah. I mean obviously the gap from junior to senior is massive and like sure, she, she didn't have any kind I mean, of hopes of being you know uh, an international she, athlete she comes from two very competitive parents exactly yeah. you know so. and, and you know and I've been doing sports obviously not Competitively, other than right. racing, my right own. and racing nice, sport. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a business. Oh right. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, no. but at the end of the day, you know, we both kind of in the sports field, and then we made two artists. Yeah. One's dancing, and the other one's just about theater and musicals and oh, singing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And he could not care less about sports. Where Where does that sit with you as a, as being a sports guy? Um, honestly, as long as he's happy, and you can tell yeah. that he's found this thing yeah um, that's all you can hope for do you I have mean, a favorite uh, musical or, or sing-along movie uh there, there are some really good uh pieces in france which obviously wouldn't really okay. you know um, notre dame de paris was oh one, yeah that, one, yeah, 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 yeah. just watching that coming in we know that yeah, one yeah. but our listeners might not right. yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, but like he was just uh in gypsy uh okay. that just ended last weekend right Uh, he's gonna do Oliver Twist uh, oh, cool. yeah, in the next cool. couple of months. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, he's yeah. a sidekick of Oliver. I can't remember Wait, the name so of the kid. Growing But up then, for him, like, what Disney musical are you tired of? Like, can you not do Frozen anymore? Well, it, it, is, it is pretty recent. Like oh, he's, okay. He's so just wasn't like a He's been touching things and like all over the map. Like we were both very big into musicals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and NFL football, to be stuff. clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But also for, musicals. For anybody that might make fun of us later. Yeah. Um, no, like we love all that But kind of stuff. there's nothing wrong so with that. Yeah, no. So it's like, that's why we're like, oh, what, what is he watching? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, yeah. So basically, like fairly recently, because he loved dancing and he loved singing, my wife was like, you really need to just like pursue 
musicals because it's yeah. both things that you really absolutely. like absolutely yeah and I was like yeah I don't know and this and that and sure enough you know it's like kind of pushed him a little bit and yeah. then he, he got going and then he really loved it yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I did when I was 14, I did a lot of theater in high school. It really helped build my confidence a lot. Like it yeah. can be a very, very good thing for a kid. That and he's age, actually so. like you can tell he's he's in a good headspace. Like yeah. he's just happy. He's, yeah. he's with kids that share his passion, and yeah. like it's it's always you know a big boost. You know, yeah. to, to feel like hey, yeah, actually I'm not the only one who wants yeah. to do that. Right. He's all right. part of his school, or is he doing like community theater? It's a community. Theater. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. that's cool. Okay. That's his thing. <laughs> More power to him. Cool. Yeah. How did you meet? Uh, How did you meet Claire? At the physio. Oh, in physio. Okay. In How's this go? Oh, a couple okay. of athletes hanging out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Put in a quick six. Uh, yeah. I was. <laughs> I wasn't obviously going out very much. Um, you know, living in the countryside and and everything. And but uh, when we met, it was, I was in three thousand uh, Formula Three. Okay. So ninety nine. Okay. The physio was my buddy. Okay. His office was you know kind of. I'd, I'd go back from Lafayette or on the way um, on the way to school and stuff, and it'd, it'd be kind of halfway in between. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd just spend you know some time there, and then one day it just called me. I was like, "Hey, you know, I got a really cool lady that you know you should stop by." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We hooked you up. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I, do you know the phrase "game"? <laughs> game. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing game wasn't much of your thing. Like, how were you talking to girls at the time? No, no, mm-hmm. that wasn't Not so much. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it took your physio. Forcing you to talk to her to make this happen, and you, okay. and and you didn't go down the other route, which is move to America to race cars and use the French accent. No, no, like that. So yeah. not have been me. And, and she's also an athlete, yeah. so she probably doesn't give a shit that you are too. Yeah. yeah, like it probably wasn't like, oh wow, that's amazing. Like okay, no, she she. Um, I mean, honestly, when we met, she thought I was racing go karts with my dad on weekends. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. she pulled a tape of her uh, winning the uh, university uh, French competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it was a big deal. Which was, you know, yeah. for her and for anybody, really, yeah. pretty yeah. big deal. But mm-hmm. you know, it's like her dad, you know, filming, kind of a bit trembling and yeah, stuff. Right, and then yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. so you want to see what I do? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, cool. And then you know, the, the races were on Eurosport. Oh, yeah. Like, so you know, like, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't see this coming that yeah. way so but i didn't need yeah. game i had Eurosport. yeah yeah okay now i'm seeing this now i'm understanding yeah so you let the tape do the talking i mean i'm 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 no show off by any means but you know i mean I, yeah. there was no That's there was no had. hiding That's that one. yeah yeah right right yeah i get it i get wait so what did your friend why did uh, why did your friend see this as an opportunity because i'm sure he knew other dudes as well because he knew I, I was kind of I would be looking for a girl who was into sports and just yeah, you know, right. and he thought, oh, she's cute and she seems to be you know open-minded about things and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, why not a race car driver? So yeah, no, I've, I've never been. Uh, there was no game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you're on Eurosport, you're doing fine. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, I get don't it. know if that's even a, a factor, but yeah, for sure for me it was just. Uh, I've always been very pragmatic and, and straightforward. It's like, are you interested? You're not interested because... You're not going to waste your time. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste my needle. Right. Pragmatic or day. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing I'm going to keep getting out of this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's not... I don't think there are too many variations of the picture that can be depicted of me, I think. It's, it's fairly consistent, I'm yeah. afraid. <laughs> so you start dating a professional runner... You, you know what I mean, like like someone with that kind of talent and athletic ability, and you yourself are also an athlete. 
does she go like hey why don't we go for a run together yeah we, we used to train together yeah and how'd that go uh, I mean, on sprint, she was kicking my ass. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would really struggle to keep up. But yeah. I mean, also, it was, you know, the time of your life when, you know, I was like, I had started to really kind of train at like 16, 17 mm -hmm. when I was at La Filière. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously I met a coach and then I was 18, 19 years old. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that kind of brought me on this bit of a springboard because then you know you, you you're working out with real proper athletes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. doing like um intervals and mm -hmm. like you know running on on track and like having like you know measured obviously performances yeah. and like doing like 400s you know intervals and like yeah. you know clicks intervals <laughs> and like s faster things like 200 100 mm -hmm. and uh so i at that point i, I my, my physical abilities yeah. went like yeah. yeah like a lot better than they were which mm, it still wasn't impressive but like for me it was like, <laughs> which like that, I'm, I yeah. progressed quite a bit so no. if it wasn't for impressing a girl you might not be the driver you are today it wasn't to impress her at all like we were already together and stuff and yeah but honestly it uh, no <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> no I did fine no, yeah. I was no, on Eurosport I'm, I'm not <laughs> not like that <laughs> no no I, not knowing anything about her at all was she ever condescending like oh good job on that sprint no. Okay. Oh, no, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I. I mean, you give I, you, like, I think soft pat he's on the back. a nice guy. Yeah. I think she was. She was somewhat impressed that I would put that much energy into working out and mm -hmm. preparing physically. Yeah. With no, like, performance, proper driven motivation other than just like getting the best out of myself right. to be the best yeah. in the car. Yeah. But she she figured that out like quickly you know like the demands in the cars you know were only going to grow you know with an f3 which the cars were not super physical but you know you you were always trying to prepare for when you were going to get the break in 3000 and then in f1 which was obviously the last thing you wanted to be was that guy that gets is super talented right. that gets that opportunity yeah and he does 10 laps in the car and he's like under the rug and he looks like an idiot yeah right you know yeah. so that was yeah. for me the one mission I wasn't like super strong physically, mm -hmm. so I had to work at it. And like, there's plenty of guys that I was, you know, competing against mm -hmm. that just got some opportunities and just wasted them away because they were not ready. They just yeah. weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. Where in her world, if she's working to find a 10th running on a 400, that 10th directly correlates to how she's going to compete. Whereas yeah. with you, it's no, nowhere near as direct. Yeah, a lot of people think that it's, it's some people think it's it's really crazy <laughs> physically and some people think it's just anyone can do you're it you're sitting in the car yeah, right. how hard yeah. can it be yep. well yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah depends how hot the car is yeah yeah for sure so you're with claire she's obviously living in france um and then you know the f3000 stuff goes well and then obviously you come out here to run champ car but and so you did you guys try to make that work transatlantic yeah yeah, wow. well, I mean, she dumped me after six months the first time. Oh, whoa, oh okay, whoa, there we go. Whoa, in Champ Car, when you came out here? No, 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 like oh. when, when we met the first six months when I was in F3. Okay. And, uh, but we, we stayed, you know, in good terms. She, she was just like, my my dad had not seen many girls in my life. <laughs> and he, he and he was like, What'd you do, you idiot? Yeah. She's, she's really, she's really quite awesome and like, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that. And it's it was like, one. You better get this back. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, and um, no, no, no. But it's like, he was just like behaving like you know we we're gonna get married. And like she was 18 years old, and she was like, yeah, yeah. oh my god, what is this yeah, about? And how old yeah, are you? Yeah. Right. 
How old were you? I was 20. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. You're and, both uh, really young. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and so she got, yeah. she she got totally scared and mm -hmm. be like, right. uh, I, I don't know about this. Mm -hmm. So yeah. mm -hmm. we stayed in really good terms and then we ended up still training. She, was, she, was, she oh. went away for um, school, yeah. but not very far, and then she still come back. And yeah. so we kind of like stayed in touch and yeah. more or less. But then I stayed and work with her coach all along when she was in Nantes, yeah. which yeah. was like a couple of hours away. Have you ever talked to Claire? <laughs> yes, yes. About she me. okay? Yeah. yeah. Right. And, uh, and yeah, so we stayed together and then she did whatever she felt like she had to do. And, and I, I didn't have any other girlfriends because I was just so busy and like <laughs> trying to. So I, I kept working out with her coach. And then we stayed in touch. Would you know that she come on the weekend? We'd go watch a movie or oh, something. Oh, so you, you would legitimately still hang yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, we'd, yeah, yeah. we'd still would yeah. still be good friends. And I, I couldn't really get over her, to be honest. Anyways, so I still had very much feelings for her. Sure. And um, and she knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so you know, time went by, and and you know, after a couple of years, it was like, well, you know, maybe I was starting to kind of feel like. It wasn't gonna happen, and on your end, yeah. Like you're saying, two years it took you to give up. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay. And then I was like, well, we'll see what happens. But I, yeah. I wasn't chasing anything or anyone in particular, and things just don't happen like that. I'm okay. I guess. Yeah. And so, thank you very much. Too. So, uh, yeah, she started to feel like, oh, well, I'm gonna have to make up my mind whether I want this to work or not. Oh. So, so you so started she, playing hard again. So she, uh, yeah, she basically came he back does that and. Game. Yeah, he does have a game. Two, yeah. 2002, yeah. we got back together um, okay. during my last F3000 season, and then obviously I got there was like maybe an opportunity with Arrows. That program yeah. just yeah, went yeah. away. Arrows yeah. fell apart, and then I ended up, you know, coming here to the states. And so she got back to you when you went when to you F1 win, <laughs> and when you win the F3000 championship. Because like and normally an F1 car. Yeah, yeah, normally you win the F3000 championship. That's the trajectory. To get to F1, she's like, oh, he might be an F1 driver, yeah, so he's except, okay. Except, except I didn't end up right. in F1. I ended up going, <laughs> I ended up going to uh, to the US and yeah, settling for Champ Car. Yeah. Um, it, it took you almost getting to F1 to win her back. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I think it was a little bit more uh, complicated than that. But <laughs> we can we can say that. All right, so you're single, Sebastian Bourdais. <laughs> it, heartbroken. You, yeah, heartbroken. Yeah, you're you're moving on with your with your F3000 career, but not with your love life. Yeah. Um, Still hung up on Claire. So your your first year with Pros goes okay, and then you kind of jump around. And your third year, you win the championship. But the uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah. But the third year is kind of a the, the year you win is kind of a weird year in terms of how the championship wins. You know, people forgot about it years later, but you two were were neck and neck. And Thomas Engate fails a drug test, and that DQ has a big influence on you winning well, the championship. He, he wins the championship. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm just being delicate, but yeah, no, he, he won the, the championship, championship on yeah. track day. So. The story is, at the end of 2000, Pros f***ed me. Okay. Like, plain, straight, and simple. How so? We're, you're our guy. Yeah. We're going all in. Yeah. Like, and you were ninth in the standings, I think, that year? Yeah, we, we, yeah. You know, we, we finished second in Magnicourt. We were on yeah. pole at, at uh, Monaco. Yeah. We got taken out by uh, Salins and David Salins? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that name. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> after after saying like, hey, yeah, whoever gets to turn one first, you know, he's got the corner. Right. Okay. I have a p picture of him turning left. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, you know, my bad. I should have known that right. he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> it would. It was gonna end up yeah. like that if if I took the but I but that's start and that's yeah, just yeah, the yeah, way yeah. It, it has to go that way. Sure. And um, 
So at the end of that year, I'm completely hanging January whatever, third, fourth, fifth. Assuming you're set. Yeah. Yeah. But I get the call and it's like, hey, we have financial issues. Like, we can't keep you. Yeah, and shame on me. Like, obviously, I, I didn't, you know, we obviously didn't do a good job with my dad at contracts and, and you know, they, they had an out and we didn't see it. Yeah. And because um, beyond you, Pros was not doing well as, a, as an organization at no. this point. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, financial reasons took over and, and got my skin and I almost kind of didn't have a ride. And so Jean-Paul Driot from Dams picked me up, but obviously it wasn't free. So it was a big scramble to find some money and Dams had not been doing well at all. Frank had really struggled, Montagny had really struggled the year before. And I mean, it was like, okay, they're going to they're gonna save me, but they may finish me, you know? And you know we had a really awesome season, like for <laughs> like for just us, like the little resources we had, because Dams was like the top of the charts when they were like you know making all the development and everything. But then when it went to spec racing, they were really they were lost. Yeah. So and, you're getting results in a car that shouldn't get the yeah, results. Yeah. And they didn't win, you know, a race in like three yeah. years or four years or yeah. whatever. And then sure enough, we we come out. It was a bit kind of difficult start of the season but then we we got better we found something we came up with something at uh, silverstone that actually suggested it's like we were really struggling to get rid of the understeer in the high speed corners and you could only use uh lola parts only what lola parts oh lola yeah yeah mm -hmm. and so springs and stuff like you you couldn't put like crazy things inside and so we ended up starting to brainstorm a little bit and then we had those springs on the on the barrel of the inter inter roll bar mm -hmm. at the front. yeah like little tiny guys yeah we ended up putting those on the shafts of the rear rear dampers i was like i'm pretty sure that we can stick those things on those shafts and get like three or four hundred pounds of rear spring on that yeah engaging yeah. and it just happened that it would engage yeah just about the speed we needed yeah with no packers or anything. So it's, okay so it's but legal, it's a lola but it's, part well, yeah so it's, it's okay but it's not what it's designed for the, the, and that was that was my idea i was so proud of that one that you cheating like, son of a bitch i know yeah, yeah you cheated. yeah all and right so, and so, so, you for, so you learned how to cheat homologation these are the same like literally the same springs we used on the prototype lola the b2k40 i know exactly what you're talking about mm -hmm. they're like mm -hmm. this Go about that long yeah right yeah <laughs> so and funny. so we stuck those things on the yeah. on the shafts of the rear dampers yeah they're not meant for that and no nope. no so they, they lost some stiffness after a while but it was okay <laughs> it was it like a slinky the at the end it had to be yeah but uh it, it did awesome. fix the understeer and comes back at some stove pretty dramatically yeah and, uh, and yeah. it got us to actually fight with uh, uh nordic which was yeah big, like big team Ed's yeah. over yeah. everybody at yeah. that point in that season in one yeah and with Justin and, and Anger fighting it out. Yeah. And um, and I was with them in that particular race with a really good car. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, typical Silverstone weather, it starts sprinkling and yeah. like yeah. goes sideways. Everybody's yeah. just in the weeds. It's like yeah. that little mist kind of going around the track yeah. and you never know if it's been raining that Horrible corner or, or not. Yeah, and then yeah. Whoever was opening the track was yeah right yeah there's no yeah, way had no idea to know someone was going to get the <laughs> shaft like, yeah no other way around yeah <laughs> sure enough like i'm sitting third and just like with them but i can't really pass them and they're they're still really bloody strong and <laughs> justin comes off and like in the weeds and like loses like 10 or 15 seconds he's out of the deal yeah and then same thing with anger and then it stops kind of spinning around but just after anger just goes off in the weeds so now i'm in the lead we win the race and you know 14th of July, 
Yeah. 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 Here we okay. go. First, okay. uh, first win in a long time for them. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then yeah. we had a couple more podiums, and we yeah. finished um, fourth in the championship, I think. Yeah. 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 And uh, so that was a really good year. Right. And then uh, David Sears, who had who had been really interested, who uh, won the Supernova, was you know one of the best teams. Yeah. Uh, in Formula 3000 with that spec of Lola chassis mm -hmm. um, you know finally we're like okay now you're now you can go to the guys yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and um, sure enough role change new car yeah yeah and unfortunately like whatever they, the concept they had for that car which worked beautifully I mean yeah. I, I drove the car at, at Barcelona on one test and I was I didn't know if I should cry or laugh yeah yeah. Because like you just oh, you just realize so like good. what you were yeah. you know, fighting against and yeah. it was like you got to be kidding me. yeah yeah how did I so, beat how did I beat this yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like no way yeah and so so I signed with them and then sure enough like Mick Cook figures something out on the new spec mm -hmm. our cars and our cars it's not bad but yeah. it's really nowhere near as good as the, the yeah. uh, Arden car yeah which Arden went on to win every single championship yeah. with that particular car yeah but that one because anger just smoked the box sure 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 and um and so they, they had us covered right away like it was just bjorn verdheim and thomas anger at the very first test a second lap faster than everybody else at silverstone <laughs> christ so anyways i i kind of like well that ain't turning the way i was hoping for because right. like yeah. that's kind of the year that you read like when you do a third year in 3000 you'd better well, win it because yeah, yeah. otherwise yeah. They now you're just a, yeah <laughs> exactly you kind of already spent your award did david sears help you out in terms of funding for that, like yeah, yeah, I mean, he put you in that, yeah, and yeah. the French Federation, and then that's when the Flavio thing just went sideways because Flavio was obviously on the Renault F1 thing with his management this company. This is Flavio Briatore. Yeah, and Google him, and you know, obviously <laughs> Renault was behind the French Federation to try and help a French driver right. to make so it to F1. So you're part of this whole Renault so structure. I'm right in the middle, and yeah, yeah I'm in literally in the middle of the yeah, storm. yeah, like. Yeah. like there was no winning this. <laughs> like you could only lose. Yeah. And um, but you. you know, I c I couldn't sign with Flavio because he didn't have the money to spend on me to put me in the car, and and the French Federation was just making me a victim of Flavio because Flavio was so pissed that we had gone straight to Renault instead of you know for him. Of course. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. Politics, baby. Yeah. Who knew? To a disaster. Yeah. 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 The egos. So I was I was on, on the blacklist there. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. right. basically, you and your group wanted the attention of Renault because obviously Renault was. Yeah. And and on the then, way back and then the French press obviously yeah. got involved because they were like, well, you know, clearly Flavio just. Is you know creating a roadblock for French drivers to actually yeah. go to Renault F1 because he doesn't have them under you know management contract under his wing and, yeah. and and I didn't have to say anything yeah. I was like it was me like I was the culprit yeah sure, so sure, for like sure. recent sure. F1 fans who didn't pay yeah, attention to it, it, would, it. it would be like trying to get into Mercedes program but going around Total Wolf yeah right it yeah was the same kind yeah. of idea but like a less attractive less yeah. professional. But but like Total dating world. Naomi Campbell, you know, <laughs> for well, yeah, but, yeah. you know, and for Flavio, so many Flavio reasons. wasn't the head of his own management company. Bruno Michel was, but I mean, it was like a whole yeah. system. Yeah. And and I wasn't part of it. You're right, right. And I even more so, I refused because they wanted me to sign a, a management contract. Sure. So yeah. they're like, and, we're going to give you new couldn't. opportunities, but you're going to work for us. And we're going to make sure we no, can. No, it was worse than that. They were basically not guaranteeing me anything and blocking me until the first race. And if they failed, they didn't owe me anything. <laughs> How nice for them. Yeah. Which which I knew they didn't have the money to yeah. run my car. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I can't sign this. Right. Like, if you promise me that I'm going to be in the car, I'll sign anything you want. You right. can own me for the rest of my life. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But like. 
But if you can't put me in the car, <laughs> but then if what you is can't this? put yeah, me yeah. in the car and you don't want to spend the money, I can't. Yeah. I can't accept. Why would that. I? Yeah, 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 and yeah. I got those guys trying to find the money to put yeah. me in it. So yeah. whoever ends up, you know, Plus offering me the seat is going to win the deal. I, this, that's all I can tell you. You want to drive, and this but, is the path. Yeah. But God forbid, I had to say no to Flavio, and then yeah. that was that Oof. was. Yeah, no one, no one says no to me. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, except the FIA. Yeah, right. And the Renault in the end. Yeah, yeah, and the F1. Uh, but you did okay. So, but, um, so yeah, but that so season basically, right? right so pace-wise, Arden is the team, and Thomas. It's, I mean, it's you and Thomas doing what you're doing, what you can. But Thomas is walking away with this thing. But so yeah, so basically, the first half of the season, I think I'm on pole what four times, three times, sure. yeah, whatever. And Thomas keeps screwing up, like he screws up in Brazil. But we have a problem as well. I think we have puncture or something. So we both out of that one. But then. I go on to win at Imola, I win in Monaco, and every time he stuffed the car in Imola in, in qualifying, he stuffed the car in, in qualifying at Monaco, and then when he finally gets his act together, he's unbeatable. Like, which is all we can hope for is finishing second. It's just pretty much kind of second, third. That's kind of where we finished the rest of the season when we didn't fumble, or I didn't make any mistakes. And, um, and then he just kind of chooses our lead, and, and, you know, and on the very last race, I have a really bad qualifying. I wasn't super, super comfortable with the car in Monza, but then we have the really good race car, and then I was clawing my way back into like meaningful positions, and he wasn't doing great either, and uh, and I was maybe gonna get a shot at winning the championship, and then the engine failure, <laughs> done. And that's, <laughs> that's how it. that goes. Yeah, yeah. And then so I get that. Yeah. Uh, you know that going up in smoke would actually be what wins. Yeah. Well, and then and then Thomas ends up, you know. Being so he failed confirmed, the drug test. Yeah. you know, the failed drug test, and yeah. he loses it on the, yeah, in the background. Just for the timing of it, how how much farther? I remember reading about all this, this in autosport like, yeah, like a long races time ago. Before. Yeah, but like, when do you find out about the failed drug test? Um, as we get to Imola, uh, as we get to Monza. Oh, before okay. the weekend. So, so you've Monza. already heard about it. Is it public knowledge, or is this just yeah. like rumblings? Yeah, it's pretty oh. much like if it, it's been published that he failed the first one, yeah. and that they made appeal, and then they're going to test the second one. But yeah. everybody knows that he did it. Yeah. Like, the reason why everybody knows is because he was doing with the BAR hospitality girls. <laughs> so, oh. so yeah, there were there were plenty of, we yeah. next and, and that's probably yeah, the right. reason why yeah. he got tested in the first place because yeah. he wasn't very smart about hiding it either. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. Which was yeah. a shame because he was a great driver and, yeah. and he deserved to win that championship. But For sure. Yeah. Um, I think I think it would argue now that like it's not a performance enhancer, <laughs> you, nope. you know, but the rule's the rule. Um, how did you guys get along throughout this battle throughout the year? Was there any friendship to it, or, or, or it was do you even know respect. each other? Yeah. yeah, a lot of respect. I mean, we yeah. didn't hang out, but like, sure. there was a lot of respect. I've, I've always had good battles with him. We never took each other out. Yeah. It was always clean, and he was just playing straight fast and yeah. had a really good car, and, and it was the way it was. Yeah. Right, now you say right. he deserved to win it, but was was young Sebastian Bourdais kind of cheering on the failure? Like you still want to be the champion, even if it's under weird circumstances. No, I mean I I. I just focused on my own and I, you know, I knew we were going to need some kind of help. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, right. It's going to get us and, where we got to go. You know, yeah. And, and I, I personally didn't want to, and I always said like, you know, we didn't really win the championship. Like, so just, it wasn't something you were like, yeah, I'm the guy. No. Yeah. I actually respect that. No, I, yeah. I never, 
I never advertised that yeah, we we won yeah, mm -hmm. three three thousand championship. We we got beat and then you know Thomas got disqualified and we ended up winning it. But it wasn't it wasn't a straight up win. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of sucked as well because I, I wish we had seen through. Yeah, and yeah, not the engine had a blown. The, yeah. the one failure yeah. in the Euro yeah. mechanically, right. other than that yeah. puncture at uh, Interlagos, and yeah. uh, it's like th those things were indestructible. Yeah, those right. Zytax, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Sure enough, the one day you really <laughs> needed to keep it together, yeah, it's like right. <laughs> yeah, like okay. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, especially since I think I I'd been caught like in the at the end of at the exit of the the first chicane, mm -hmm. like I'd been caught and stopped, and like yeah. we restarted like 15th or something, and I, I clawed my way back into like a top five position or something. Like we had a really good race going on, yeah. and it was like, Brr, yeah, okay. right, right, cool. With you which seemed for me at the time, obviously, it was like a a big career turning point. Uh -huh. um, because like arrows was not happening. Yeah, so you know, it was like I was heading straight for DTM. Yeah, that was it. Like Volker Strisek from Opel just called me up. If there's one thing we know about the show, you dodged a bullet. You would. Yeah, because that that would have been a career-ending thing. DTM would have been great. I mean, you know, Opel was in a terrible spot. Yeah, they weren't a car to win. But I mean, Opel aside. We've talked with several yeah. uh, DTM guys, including guys who did very well. And like, we're factory DTM yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Rene Rast, and every one of them universally hated it. Mm -hmm. yeah. All of them have hated uh, yeah. their time at DTM, so you yeah. might have done it. So and basically, you were it's very, very political. So basically, you were, throughout that season, you were uh, listed as a test driver for Arrows, mm -hmm. which used to be an F1 team. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. And there, it's listed as you also having opportunities with Renault. Obviously, with all the things with Flavio, that oh, it wasn't never a great happened. scenario. I can tell you something about that test. Oh, sure. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> actually. Um, Is this the Renault test? Yeah. yeah. The one Renault yeah. test before I came here for Sebring test with Newman Haas, yeah. actually. Um, kind of teed me up nicely, though, because then, you know, you hop from an F1 yeah, into like, a champ ah. car. It was, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a good warm-up, you yeah. know, to kind of <laughs> yeah, get my I like stuff together. I like to warm-up an F1 before I go to champ car. Yeah, And yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually had a really good test. And uh, Yeah, you were like P2 behind Alonso or something, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. It's 50 kilos in the car. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't it funny how you remember things like that? Well, just it's actually an engineer that was there yeah. Yeah. that came like 10 years later or something like that. Hey, I really wanted you to know, like... We you that day because they wanted Alonso to do well because they really didn't they want him to show well yeah, yeah and and surprisingly with the TC and like that long left under after the airplane there yeah, where yeah. they had the, the incident between Schumacher and uh, Villeneuve yeah right, right well right. the thing spun out <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, TC disconnected it out that's very weird uh, uh -huh. and then they blamed me like oh yeah but he crashed like yeah, yeah sure yeah right, right right so they were really under like strict instructions to make me look bad now is this the same Renault that later uh, uh, purposely wrecked a car to help another car win that was if, way later but yeah. wasn't that under the same guy running same it same guy running yeah. it yeah, yeah yeah weird okay yeah. just making sure I got that other way so basically um, you go to a test to prove that you're worthy of the seat and I think because the other guy was truly at that time it was uh, it was yeah but then it was the, the the third driver test driver was already awarded to Frank yeah because oh, he, he had already signed already the, deal the deal with the, yeah. Yeah. And everything right, and so yeah. it's basically and, uh, you're yeah. testing against Alonso yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. in a car with 50 more kilos and questionable TC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean the car was beautiful; it was working. Oh, sure, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't want to show anything too good. And yeah. we're still like I felt really good in that car. Yeah, but I, I got in there knowing that there was nothing for me. Like it was like 
Yeah, they're, they're just basically satisfying the French press, right, giving right, me yeah, a yeah. test. But so like, like the third driver, the, the reserve driver, everything's awarded already. Yeah, they so aren't going to pro propose anything. Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of sabotage me, yeah, maybe? Yeah. It was kind of weird. Here's a weird question. If Frank didn't have that thing guaranteed, so let's say it was going to be truly an Alonso and they were looking for a third test driver, would you have stayed there as a test uh, test driver with and no champ car, no, no Pro DTM? Probably, because at that point, like, that's... I, I didn't really have the opportunity when I agreed to the test, you know, yeah. with, with Newman Haas. Uh, and, and the best I had was that opportunity in DTM. So it was yeah. like... But you would have been okay being a, a non-racing test driver over a DTM driver? If, well, if, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. It's honestly yeah. not like I had many things on yeah. the horizon. So, right. yeah, most probably. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, never never happened. And then, you know, obviously the Newman Haas thing came up because Justin went to Minardi yeah, right. and turned down that test. Yeah. That's the only reason why I'm here today. Yeah, yeah like this other guy. Justin Wilson. Yeah, yeah. he's going to yeah. go do Yeah. Because the deal was you, you already signed with Opal, as far as I understand. Yeah. But there was a clause saying if something in IRL, Champ Car, or, or F1 showed up, you could leave that contract. Yeah. And so yeah, then and, you that, and that was David negotiating that. David which Sears? Was came, yeah, David yeah. Sears, yeah. yeah. Then that came pretty handy. Yeah. 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 Would, you have, well. would you have thought about that yeah. had, had David not intervened? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, you know, at yeah. that point, I was I was pretty desperate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, and man, I just, like, you know, stop uh, my engineering school and stuff. And, like, you yeah. know, I was just kind of banking it all on racing and... <laughs> Yeah, and, and then you know, like I, I can make a living out of being in DTM, making like yeah. I don't know, it was like you can always sell marble, two hundred fifty thousand euros a year yeah. or something like that, which right. was better than the Wait, kick in the pants. You know, was right? uh, well, very important question because by by this time you're already back with Claire. Was DTM on Eurosport? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, so you'd have been okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the funny okay. story is, I turned down. I, <laughs> <laughs> I turned down DTM and the money that was with it, which for me, you know, not ever yeah. being paid before that really, other than the little stuff I was getting with Pesca Oro. Uh, uh, I turned that down and, and picked up a contract with Newman Haas for 70,000 euros. Uh, 70, and did you say uh, the Opal was like 200? 250. Yeah, so 250 over 70,000 for Newman Haas yeah. to be a champ car driver. Yeah. Wait, 70 for the year? Yeah. yeah. What the f***? 70,000. There's, there's no sponsor on the car. Yeah, but this, <laughs> this was all Carl Haas's money, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. And Paul. Uh, what yeah, year is this? Paul Newman. This is 2003. Okay. This was like when things were starting to No, $70,000 yeah, yeah. is nothing. For yeah. like, right. Like Carl right. Haas is still wealthy. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. But it was, and you're yeah. taking basically Chris. But it was, it, you know, I mean, it was still a, like, obviously looked at it as the opportunity it was. You know, it was yeah. a three-year deal yeah. with options. But, you know, it was like... It was seventy five hundred one point one. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So man, the seventies are. <laughs> you know, I couldn't. I couldn't really yeah. argue that it was still a pretty yeah. good bet. And yeah. you know, I was getting in the car that yeah. I had tested, and yeah. I was like, you knew it was be I can do car. well in that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're, we're I think Cristiano was the driver prior to that. Yeah. 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 Who'd Chris, won the Christian re retired from IndyCar, and then Cristiano went to Toyota, so both seats yeah. were open. Yeah. Bruno. Junkera ended up being the main driver. Yeah. Second one was probably going to be Justin, uh -huh. and then he turned it down. I ended up having a shootout with uh, Zonta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. No, that was a proper proper day, like hard yeah. hard driving. Where did your name show up? Do you think? Like who? Who? Yeah. David Sears. David Sears. Yeah. All David Sears. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, and Bernard Caillet was a, a famous French uh, influencer. I would say in the in the network, who knew mm -hmm. car very well. And it's uh, a very different connotation uh, now. Yeah, no, yeah. that's then, when influencer meant something. And yeah. then David Sears, because he had Bruno on the contract. Mm -hmm. 
and then Carl was like, well, th that guy turned me down. Like, right. what do we do now? It's like, well, mm -hmm. I got another one. You just won the F3000 championship. You yeah. should take a look at it. I got plenty of these guys. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. he gets me in that car in that Screw test, Americans. and then let's go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if it wasn't for David Sears, yeah. Paul Tracy would have like six championships. <laughs> um, more hair. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Well, so hang on. Where, where is the t Is it Sebring? Yep. How much of a town was that? No, Coming I, from testing a Formula One car at... Uh, well, I, I, had at done, uh, I had done Sebring in with Henry in the 12 yeah, hours yeah, in yeah, 2001. So. Kind oh. of hated it. Because... <laughs> the city or the... I, no, because I could not see the track. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, the yeah. European prototypes, uh -huh. you know, just set up for, you know, normal things. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, go yeah. to that minefield over there with... <laughs> <laughs> with a prototype that's yeah. like I yeah. couldn't see the bloody track it was it was a yeah the scariest thing I've ever driven at night yeah yeah because with the lights sure yeah oh yeah they <laughs> bounce all over the place yeah right like, yeah. Man, yeah it was insane yeah. yeah and I remember like I, I and this I is do. your introduction to American racing yes yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. come yeah. on over buddy what the yeah. hell is this about yeah. and then they're I, all like this I yeah. go I go in the champ car and then man it was like it was a whole different planet yeah like, right right the car felt awesome the track was fun yeah yeah changed my perspective on it completely that's yeah. for sure yeah yeah how is the team dynamic? Because if it's a shootout, they don't necessarily have a favorite yet if they don't know either of you. No, but um, the, the one thing that really played in my favor is that right away we clicked with Craig. Yeah, like Craig right Hampson. away. Could kind yeah. of be. Yeah, yeah. Craig right. Hampson, he's been on our show, but lifelong engineer for you. And then, uh, and then Ricardo's English was terrible. Oh, interesting. And his okay. communication was, he was actually, I think, a tenth and a half or something faster on the ultimate faster slab during the day right look at uh, you being okay admitting that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i had no issues i'm not i'm not the best race car driver in the world yeah i, I know I, I can be very good at things and, and i think you've done okay not, you know you've I've, done okay i don't have a big ego at all um and then uh and then we did we did long runs and then i kind of killed him on the long run yeah yeah because uh, of all that running and then <laughs> yeah because cardio that running. yeah good job claire. Of claire yeah claire man so david tears and claire <laughs> yeah i mean paul tracy would be <laughs> six times i can champion. tell you man okay. I, I drove my ass off that yeah. yeah like yeah. it was like Absolutely. a typical like 160 70 yeah. lap day yeah with newman has yeah. i mean and that thing was Brutal, badass right? to drive yeah like yeah. they had put the meanest engine map they could find oh, cool it was it was still it was the very last test with the toyota in it yeah so the thing was still making 900 horsepower, <laughs> and it was lit up like a switch. Yeah. Like it was yeah. no map. There was no throttle in it. It was yeah. a it was a switch on yeah. off yeah. on off yeah. on off. And all they wanted to do and see is like, they wanted to hear the guy just like, well we need rear we need rear grip here, like that put like kind of a very average setup on it. Yeah. And they just wanted to hear. Yeah, to go faster, we're going to need some more grip here because yeah. we're going to burn those bloody tires off yeah. the thing yeah. so fast. So they're yeah. testing you for yeah. feedback. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they knew exactly what the car was like Could and needed, needed yeah. to, be, yeah. you know, to be optimized. And were you, were you comfortable enough to, to stress that? Yeah, right away. I got in the car. I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> those rear tires are not happy right now. We, yeah. we need we need some help here." And yeah. then that's why the long run was good, and yeah, you know, and yeah, it just uh, and that's it. pretty much from what I can remember and like talking about it with Craig and stuff like basically at the end of the test <laughs> what can, what do you kind of want for Christmas yeah and yeah. it's like I want Bordet like yeah. plain straight and simple yeah and you know and like Carl called me yeah just like the day before Christmas I think oh wow like how about we that's a hell of a gift yeah, yeah how yeah. would you like to uh, come and uh, drive for us and that was it and were you were you back with Claire at this point 
yeah, so it was a little complicated because like she couldn't come. Yeah, you like know, over like, and then she didn't want to. She didn't want me to pay for her studies, uh, apply for a visa or anything. So she took a manager to get all the negotiation with the school, and then she ends up getting the scholarship at USF. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so she came down here, so it all worked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And did you tell her about the seventy k, or did you kind of like, no, nah, it's it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be a good, good, good paycheck. I mean, for Claire, you know, seventy k was like that's a good to go. Money, money. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, like, we've made like it. Said, yeah. She, yeah. She, she didn't come for money. And, yeah, and yeah. it was like. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. more than We're our parents have like ever made for sure. Yeah, year, so. but, uh, yeah. and we get free McDonald's. Free <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's came later. Yeah, right. But yeah. it came. It came during that year. There was literally yeah. no sponsor in that car. They were still trying to. They were still trying to negotiate that deal with Lily. For yeah, the, right. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, the pharmaceuticals. Um, yeah, for um, <laughs> the erectile uh, dysfunction. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. How old were you then? Uh, well, they were trying to get Paul to do the commercial, <laughs> and he told them to go F off, pretty right, much. Right, yeah. So, well, why? That's weird. So that yeah. deal, yeah. Yeah, that deal yeah. didn't happen, Not but so much. He, yeah. he brought McDonald's. Yeah, right. It right. was through the salad dressing, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. providing the salad dressings for the salad. So you got, sure. okay, so because Paul Newman wouldn't do boner pill commercials. because yeah, he's a legend yeah yeah weird uh you end up with with the mcdonald's sponsorship and i assume because of the newman's own dress and it was it was teed up but i mean you still had to kind of convince the board and everything and sure yeah. enough the the sponsorship shows up at uh, cleveland and i probably have the single craziest best race i've ever had was that your like with that day i mean yeah. that that couple of days like under the lights there that first year in in cleveland i mean I don't know. There was something about it. Like I felt really good, and I pushed. Like I probably never pushed a race car, and 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 I got lucky. I got away with it, both in qualifying and in the race. And we beat Paul. And uh, yeah, it was like Bruno literally got out of the car and looked at us and was like, "You guys are crazy." <laughs> like it yeah. was an all-out every yeah. lap is qualifying, and yeah. we came out of the cars both absolutely demolished. Yeah, like we we're just drenched. It was like yeah. at night. It wasn't super hot, but it was just about as humid as yeah, it could be. Yeah, it had muddy. just rained before. Right. And, and I remember, like, there's a picture of me, like, visor wide open and the safety car, like, this, just, just trying to get yeah. some air. Yeah. yeah. That is, and that sealed the deal with McDonald's because we won the race. Yeah. And yeah, it was no like, kidding. well, now we don't really have an easy out. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So Paul Newman is a co-owner of this car. He's very tied into McDonald's because of his salad dressing is, is tied in with McDonald's, and he helps bring this in. Are you a McDonald's guy? Were you like? It seems like such an American thing. The, the, the guy that runs. Yeah, yeah, for the guy that runs. American dream, yeah, man. From, yeah, from right. Le Mans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's a McDonald's guy. So where uh, was there anything odd to you about having to endorse McDonald's this much? Hell no. The thing could have been pink with yellow dots on it. Yeah, you're yeah, good to matter. go. I yeah, mean, I was yeah. super happy. I mean, obviously we had kind of rebuilt the program, the the dynamic in the two car which I was driving in the first year came from obviously not winning for quite some time and not being very successful and kind of being the second car to the sixth car uh, for many, many years to being the car to beat. And I mean, we won three races, we're on pole five times on the rookie season and had the shittiest luck that you could come up with. I mean, I lost the rear wing, I lost the Popova, valve, I lost an engine, I lost the diff. I mean, there wasn't, we lost another engine. I mean, the, there was 17 races that year. I think we maybe finished half of them. Yeah, and most of the mechanical stuff. And still stuff. finished fourth in the championship. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. It's like, honestly, like, yeah, we could have won the championship first year. Like, as bad as both Paul and Bruno tried to throw it away, we, we could have won the championship first year. Because if... 
things work out at St. Pete, we go pole and win. We just get hang out and I lose my because in a normal European race, that doesn't happen. Nobody, we never really talked about it pre-race and I guess that's the uh, biggest, you yeah. know, but because never told me, I keep calm, things come back to you and stuff. And I was leading, there was a yellow, another yellow, another yellow, yeah. another yellow, Which is half, not what you do. half stint, yeah. they all pitted behind us, but two cars. And so I still like pick up like 15 seconds or whatever, but like we come out of the pits after my first pit stop on the green and I'm buried in traffic and the track was really dusty and the tires were a lot harder back then. And so restarting the tire was a challenge and I get swallowed up and I go from like, I think I exit the pits like second or third, but like I get like past, 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 now I'm seventh, I'm panicking. And I just rushed things and I threw the thing in the in the wall and bent the toe link on the second lap after the, my pit exit. And but that 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 race, there was no bloody way we'd lose it ever. Like we we're so fast. And then uh, and then we show up at Monterey, Paul leading the race, radio takes a sh missed the pit call on the yellow. I see everybody pitting behind me, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And I drive through the field in like 15 laps or 16 laps, I passed 12 cars. We at Laguna. At, yeah. uh, no, at, uh, at uh, Monterey, oh, Mexico. Mexico. Okay, okay. And, okay. and, uh, and I'm so beside myself. I, something happens like on pin entry and something like super dusty and I just go off a little bit and the thing just go in massive slide and there's a block of wall that's offset by about an inch the wrong way and it catches the right rear toe link again. I was like, oh, so 2-0, and, oh, and then we go to Long Beach, and I'm not particularly good, not super comfortable, I guess maybe like, you know, starting to kind of get to me a little bit with what's going on and everything, and then we blow up an engine. And it took us to get to, you know, Brands and, and Lausitz to kind of wake the season up a little bit and get things going, but like, it was like, yeah, all of a sudden. I mean, I was starting to think, I'm going to get fired here. Yeah, right. Maybe I'm out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how fast you are. If you don't put, yeah. you know, points on the board at some sure. point, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, at, at what point does the Paul Tracy on-track shenanigans start to show up? Where did it start? It started at uh, Miami 2003. Yeah. It takes me out. Plane straight takes me out. Yeah. And, and we had been like in really good turns, having great battles like Cleveland, super clean, no contact, no nothing. And he just, like I pass him and I make it like an effort to just be like as definitive as possible and, and decisive and clean and everything. I, I pass him there, tries to cross over, but there's no run, it's not on by any means. He's got the front wing on my sidewall of the left rear and then waits for me to turn in and takes me out, that's it where he's got everything to lose because, I mean, he's got the lead in the championship and I don't know what happened to him that day. Um, and then um, and then from there, I mean, obviously he was really mad, but I'm not the kind of guy that retaliates or anything like that. I mean, I, I just put it behind me. And, um, yeah, he, I think he really thought that I would be the guy like him, just like, hey, wait for the next one, buddy. Yeah, right, yeah. And so back. basically um, we get to Mexico City and it's him and I. And Bruno's got a stomach bug and he's just like nowhere. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. trying to survive the race. Yeah. Uh, and then I run him down and I finish second and, you know, that's it. It's a great result for us nevertheless, And uh, but still just finish second. And then we go to uh, Surfer's Paradise. And uh, Surfer's Paradise... My only mistake is that I put the thing on pole. 
uh, in the in the worst possible position because yeah, Bruno is P2 yeah. and then Paul is P3. Yeah. And then my instructions were to obviously let Bruno buy at the start, which I kind of erased myself going into the chicane, but I'm on the inside, so Bruno goes, yeah. and PT goes with him. Right. right. And this is because Bruno's in a good spot in the championship. The what? This is because Bruno's in a good spot in the championship. Well, yeah, I mean, they're yeah. fighting each other for right. the last so you're, race. So you're, yeah. you're the proverbial so I have, team order. I, yeah. I mean, I had to protect Bruno at that point for yeah. a couple of races already, and yeah. it's, it's just, you know, getting to the point where it's super frustrating, but, yeah. like, every time I'm ahead, you know, or in a yeah. position we that I can probably beat him, like, yeah. I'm not allowed to get there and whatever, right. which is also why I'm saying, like, honestly, there was definitely potential to win the whole five of them. Yeah, maybe in but, certain yeah. ways. But anyway, so you, yeah. you give Bruno the and line. So I, I, so I let Bruno by, and yeah. then PT goes with him and takes the corner. Like I'm not there, but I'm at the apex of that stupid chicane where it's like single car Which line, car lane, yeah. and he just yeah. turns in on me, bends my tolling, and wraps himself around my front. And and at that point, he, he I think pretty much certain. I mean, we didn't really talk about that incident ever. Um, but he, I think he really was convinced that I basically it was redemption and I took him out which it wasn't like I, I last thing I wanted was to be involved in this I was like I don't want to be there like I just wanted to race my thing get away let them figure it out but I wasn't allowed to do that now next thing you know I'm in the middle of it yeah. <laughs> and, and I ended up taking the punch which right. because he bent my toe like when he started racing I lost the car and, and stuffed it <laughs> And Bruno stuffs it too, and then he loses the championship. It's like right. this is all for nothing. I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> but that started it, and then after that, 2004, he keeps like playing hardball and playing the media game with the Canadians and stuff. And like he said, she said, whatever. And I'm not, you know, I'm not super comfortable with English back then, and and I'm definitely not comfortable with like the media game and and whatever. And he's super comfortable. It's it's totally down his alley. And so, you know, 04 is just kind of a, a year just as far as the relationship with him, dodging bullets, like always kind of avoiding the hits and, and making the compromise, backing off for the sake of the championship. Right. And so if you see him in the mirror, you know it's oh, going to be you know drama. It's coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. and, 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 and so basically I win the championship in 04 and at the end of the season, going into 2005, I just went straight to him and said, listen, Paul, this is it. There's not, like, I won the championship. I have nothing to prove. And I'm certainly not ever going to back off to you anymore. Like, that stupid fear factor that you just want to have with everybody else, we're not playing that game anymore. I very much enjoyed racing you fair and square that first year. Last year was miserable. You played it the whole time. It's not happening again. And then that year in 2005, I think he stayed on the side of the road at least three times. Basically, I just didn't back off and, and, and like... I, I was there, I'm staying there, and you want to play it? Let's see how it plays out. And then he just bounced off my tires a couple of times, and 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 that just escalated. Obviously, his frustration got to crazy levels, and nobody really played it that way before, I think. And and so he just, you know, he lost his, his he lost his goal on that a lot. And then you know, and then he took me out in 06 when I was playing uh, was when I was fighting AJ for the championship in Denver, and that was, I. It was never really any good racing with him ever again after that. It was always dirty. There was always kind of like uh, the intimidator factor. Just like all I wanted to do was just race. You know, it's like I think it was uh, Toronto when I, you know, 
when I when he cut my tire and just like stuck his front wing coming out of the pit lane. I don't even remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. well, what do you want me to do? Like, what, where do you want me to go? What where do you want I me go? to do? Right, yeah. Like, I'm, I, I can't we disappear. have a better pit stop. We just, yeah. you know, take off and you just stay there. And you know, I can't cross the thing with all four tires. I went as far as I could to keep two tires in and not get penalized. But like, it was just always like, and I was getting blamed for stuff that. <laughs> Well, if he said that, then I don't know what to say other than, you know, it's just yeah. stupid and, yeah. and whatever. And then and then, then, then the press would just snowball the thing. And, like, it was great, obviously, for the rivalry. Yeah, for, the for sure. It was fantastic. It was all you had in the series. So it was good. For me, yeah. it was just the worst thing because that I'm, I'm not a controversial right. guy. All I care about is just, like, fair square racing. I, I don't like low blows. I, I like things to be very, like, transparent so and clear. And, in, and a, in a weird way. So you, it's almost like you hated racing in 2004 because... To, to win your first championship, you just had to let him win every time in terms of backing off if you're no, going to race. No, because I won a bunch of races, but I had, but I had to avoid be wheel to the wheel, hits. Yeah, yeah, I had to just give up the, that yeah, particular what, fight. Right. You know? If he's going to go dirty, you're going to let him win yeah, that because that you knew he was, was willing. He was basically right. always putting himself in right. the... If you want to crash, if if you do not want right. to back off, we're gonna crash. And and you're so championship minded, you exactly. just let that happen. Exactly. I mean, happen. at that point, and that's the year he really you wasn't prove it. Yeah. starting to kind of lost his edge a little bit that year a yeah. bit, and then things were not working out great. Right. And and he wasn't really in the championship fight so much. Right. It was Bruno and I, and so you know every time you just keep thinking like, damn, you know, again I'm just gonna have to compromise that particular situation because if I don't, it's not worth it's it. it. Yeah, it's just not <laughs> worth it. But that almost gets him used to the idea that he can just race you dirty and, and beat mm -hmm. you every time. So when you start putting your foot down, he doesn't know how to handle it, and you hate it. Because to you, that's not racing. You're not going wheel to wheel. You're yeah. just wrecking each other and all the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and you know, it's like uh, the Las Vegas incident where, you, you know, they always, yeah. they, they tried to get me banned. They tried to get my license. Because uh, he believed you rear-ended him as he was going yeah, into the pits. Yeah. Yeah. Except, you yeah. know, the, the rule was you were staying low coming off of two, putting and two signaling. wheels under yeah. to signal that you were coming in. Except he came out of two all the way up there across the line. I, I go with him now we are alongside the line and then he crosses the line and I, you know, I'm like literally in his gearbox and, and I still have fuel nobody's told me like hey we're pinning next lap or whatever so he backs off before we even get like properly committed and I, I mean I didn't even have I didn't even have time to touch the pedal like I didn't get my foot off the throttle I mean I obliterated him like literally and they thought I did it on purpose I'm like are you kidding me right now <laughs> i'm I, like yeah. i literally run into your car at 210 miles an hour yeah, why would that make sense i mean yeah maybe i'm a little crazy at times but hey no uh, so yeah there was there was a lot of bullshit that kind of made it a lot less fun than it should have been and the, the other thing that made it a lot less fun in champ car for me is the constant press pressure saying hey you know when are you going to f1 and then we'd finish third on that day having you know an okay day or actually a pretty good day and it's like hey what happened today because you're third right yeah. no one else in the paddock is getting this yeah yeah i mean yeah. You, have, you guys have to understand like we used to win half of the races back then yeah oh well, you have i still think the greatest win ratio in indycar history with 42 percent yeah yeah and 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 like it became a normal if we didn't win and i'm like yeah you. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm trying. I mean, yeah. <laughs> at some point, it became so obnoxious. Like, you know, we became like the hated people of yeah. the whole paddock. Yeah. And, and if I said anything, I was whining. Yeah. If I didn't win, I was an idiot. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You blew it. Man, I can't, I yeah. can't be, I can't Second? do anything right. What? Yeah. 
Has he lost it? On, yeah. a, on a competitive level, like the best years of your life. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's miserable. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It, it was miserable at times, just yeah. circumstantially. Like, just the, the way right, people would... No one would give you the win, so to speak. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you know, expect you more. See, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it felt like it was never enough. And then yeah. it also very much felt that it was always a bit of a stepping stone, the way people made it sound. Like, so when are you getting the break in F1? Yeah, they, they were kind of like, so when is this guy just like going away so we can have some fun at weekends again you know oh and interesting perspective of like can we please go back to people that don't beat us yeah no it was it was really yeah. bizarre and and yeah. honestly it was tough for me to enjoy it because that's interesting that it would wasn't be, fun yeah. no 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 it was it was the greatest time I sure. mean, don't don't get me wrong but sure. at times it, it made it harder to uh, to really enjoy it to its full extent sure because sure. it always felt like there would be a contact with an f1 team or something happening that would always like get your mind off of the thing and just kind of like get you going again at like oh maybe there's going to be an opportunity you know and and i i'd kind of like completely given up on it and and this is when it kind of happened that's how the world has to work so when do you start getting the the red bull phone calls so i get a phone call from nicolas todd yeah who at the time ran uh was he running Taurus at the time no okay. no he was running massa Oh right, okay. okay. And then, uh, and then, you know, the whole gang there between Gerald Berger and and Nico and and John Todd, um, you know, being very close together, um, there was obviously that hope of Nicolas to try and find the French guy that you know would be the next French hope in F1, and and you know, it was like you know we're both pretty curious with. Uh, Gerard and myself, you know. That w and was this a, a Red Bull sales thing to have a French driver? So no, that's okay. the thing. I was not a Red Bull product, and and Gerard was not a Red Bull person, um, but he was in charge of Toro Rosso. Okay. And uh, so it wasn't like they were trying to sell more Red Bull cans in France. No, they I mean there was a bit of a twist of that sure. initially that they were like, hey, you know, it might not be a bad thing for the French market. Yeah. Right. But, but it was but just that F1 needed a French driver. But I was, yeah, it was yeah. more the French Federation, like you okay. know, like the whole French right. influence in F1 that was like, hey, yeah, like we don't have a French driver and right. we're trying to have a French Grand Prix that's being successful and everything. Yeah. That's really not helping. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so the whole thing, obviously, we have that guy that just wins everything in, 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 uh, in you know, over yeah. in the Atlantic and yeah it's it's worth maybe you know taking a look at that and they're like yeah and but he also got third a bunch yeah you know like he didn't win them all like what the <laughs> <laughs> and so I mean, what about <laughs> they're like what about the other 58 percent yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. did you see Paul Tracy's interview <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know if we can risk it. Was his yeah. wrestling mask? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was it was kind of weird. Um, and then you know that was 2006, and uh, so you started getting calls 2006 because yeah. it took a year and a half. And then, then. Yeah, yeah, and then I tested at the end. So Emma was born in 06 in December. Brought her back from the hospital after a week of. Um, of uh, hospital because she had a bit of an infection or something and then I, I came home with Claire and the baby and uh, and then I f***ed off to YS for three days <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story well, yeah. and Claire, was, a mom. Claire yeah. was not impressed no, like, yeah. she yeah, was like, like one week into mother okay, and so you me with that thing yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah. Well, like, babe it's F1 <laughs> she's like is it yeah, yeah. so uh, so yeah it's Toro Rosso <laughs> 
So the, the deal, though, was unfortunately, I was not comfortable with that, but I didn't really have a choice that I, I had to stop uh, the relationship with David Sears to basically, like, the deal was like, I was only going to get that offer if I signed a management contract with Nicolas Stad. Ah. Okay, I see. And that David was, the, like, was the what got you the Newman Haas thing and all your yeah, efforts. I mean, yeah, David yeah. Had yeah. obviously, yeah. you know, made everything happen, but obviously he tried and tried and tried to make things happen with Williams and you name it. And yeah, right. And it just, like, nothing would materialize. Yeah. And so, he, he, like, you know, our contract was totally endable. There was, but, like, they don't, like, Philosophically, for me, it yeah, was, it was wrong, you know. Like yeah. A, yeah. And uh, so I've, I've always kind of hated the situation to have to, you know, end that relationship with him at the end of the 06 what, season. Was he, was he accepting of it or did he not no, see it? No, he was not too happy about yeah. it. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, I can understand. But sure. at the same time, like, well, what else was well, I going to say? Like, yeah. well, no, yeah, I'm, you're right. I'm just going to pass on the opportunity to see to if I can make long. it in F1 just, yeah. you know, just because I'm loyal to you. It just kind of sounds that you even think that way but yeah, right. it, it did make it sound that way and he was pissed and, and it made that made it that much harder right but, um, yeah so yeah. all of your big career wins always had to have an asterisk on them there's a little bit of that yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. It, it, there were like distinct moments that kind of took the fun and yeah. like the celebration part of it away yeah. Yeah. which honestly like it was the greatest time of my career we we had an awesome team we had an awesome family atmosphere in like, champ car oh yeah yeah like the core yeah. group was like so strong and still yeah. to that day when we had the party last year at the end of like kind of the uh, career celebration there in st pete uh, like you know bunch of the mechanics came yeah. you know like it was it's, it's it tells you group. something yeah. you know and yeah. like felix rosenquist was talking to craig about it and he, he couldn't believe like how tight that group was you know still like 15 years later you know and uh and it was like yeah man it was it was proper family like you know i was adopted over there yeah and, absolutely uh, and it was really cool and so um so it was yeah, it was another thing like you know you I was leaving, you know, that family. Mm -hmm. Sure, and, sure. And was, uh, how, are, a lot of how are you and David Sears now? Uh, when we see each other, you know, we have, it's, yeah. it's very cool. And I think, you know, he's he's happy for everything I've done and everything. I mean, obviously, a lot of water has gone under the bridge and, and he doesn't hold any grudges anymore. But I think at the time, he, he had a tough time to accept it, you know, that's for sure. Meow. Des fois tu ne m'entends pas Comme un écho qui s'évapore dans l'univers Sans retour tu me laisses en voix Cloué, perché dans le vide de cette éternité Je pleure, je crie, je bois, même parfois Le regard vide sur les photos des belles années Je meurs une fois Je meurs, tu vois pas Je meurs, tu vois pas On meurt Je te glisse entre les doigts 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 Blotti dans mes draps, enragé, prêt à dévorer. 
Je te glisse entre les toits. 